207. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So, man, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. A very unpopular book (laughs) in the Bible, Um, but really a good one. Um, One of the major prophets. Ezekiel, similar to Jeremiah and Isaiah, is prophesying to uh, the people of Judah. Yeah. And he's talking about, yeah, judgment, why they went under judgment. But he's also going to offer this message of hope. Right. And so, again, his book is going to... um, kind of pivot on 586 BC when the temple was destroyed and the people were taken. So Ezekiel was one of the first wave of folks. In exile. In exile. Yeah. He was one of like, so Babylon came and took people in exile in waves, right? Right. They was like, yo, we're going to come back and then we're going to come back, (laughs) right? So they did it more than once. And he was one of the first cats that was taken. Right. So he's in exile with them. Right. Right. Yep. And so, um... You know, he's going to prophesy about what's to come yeah. for the people that are still in the land. Yeah. And then when 586 BC comes, he starts talking about the hope gotcha. that God yeah. is going to restore yep. for his people. Yeah. yeah. And this is why I love how the book starts off, right? And why you don't skip past the intro. Yeah. Knowing part of the context is this. Look, they're in exile. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like they were used to, nah, we're here in our place. Mm-hmm. God is dwelling in the temple, right? This is where we go to hear from God. The temple is destroyed. Mm-hmm. They're in exile. Mm-hmm. And the book starts off and says, and the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so it's huge because it's like he's reminded that, look, there is no place that they can go to that God is not, that God's word is not, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. exile does not... or Exile is not a room uh, that soundproofs God's word, right? God's mm-hmm. word is going to find them where they are, and they don't have to come back to God, quote unquote, to hear from God. God's going to come to them and yep. speak to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. Because um, in the first chapter, right, it's yeah. it's long and it's like detailed, and it's this vision that Ezekiel gets. Yeah. And he, he's by this river in Babylon. Right, and he gets this vision of God, right? Right, and he sees this throne, and he sees all these weird creatures around the throne, yeah. and he sees one like a human on the throne. We can right. talk about that later. Yeah, but um, one of the things that yeah come out is like, yo, like that picture of God's throne, yeah, is not in a temple, right? It's right there, yeah, yeah, coming to Ezekiel in Babylon, and yep. he's going to commission Ezekiel yeah. right from where he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter one can seem kind of confusing with yeah. all of that stuff, so it's like, there's a few things, right? Um, there's one part where it talks about the wheels that are on the throne, or as it talks about this throne, there's a few times where it brings up, and whichever way it wanted to go, it moved, right? Sure. And so that's an aspect that just speaks of the universal control and determination of God. God's going to go where he wants to go. There's no speed bumps. There's nothing that's going to alter God's plan and his trajectory. It talks about these these like wheels and where you had these wheels. Mm-hmm. The wheels were surrounded with eyes on each side. And that <laughs> seems like weird, yeah. but I think here and even in Revelation, like where mm-hmm. you see that, right, these eyes are just... Uh, symbol of right what do you do with your eyes you look and you see and these eyes Mm -hmm. 
are on every direction, right? This throne has <clears throat> faces in every direction, and it just points to this, like, the all-seeing nature of the God that sits on the throne. God sees all. There's no place that's no place or person hidden mm -hmm. from his sight. And so it's just like that stuff seems kind of confusing and weird, but mm -hmm. it's this vision or this poetic way of just proclaiming these truths about God. Yep. And yeah, appearance of the likeness of the Lord's glory. Right. All these things that would echo back to the temple, but also look forward to Revelation. Right. Revelation is going to pull on Ezekiel a ton. Right. So two comes, and he says, "Man, I fell down at the end of one." He was like, "I fell down in worship." Right. Like, he was like, "Yo, this is wild. Right. I don't know what I'm really seeing." Yeah. I'm worshiping, and then he says, "The spirit that was actually moving the throne enters me, and I get up. <laughs> it yeah. picks me up." And so what we what we're going to see here is that God's spirit is going to be very prominent in Ezekiel. And God's spirit is going to commission Ezekiel. Right, God's right, right. spirit is going to empower Ezekiel mm -hmm. to speak this message that God wants to speak to his people. Yep. So we even see a prefiguring of what God really wants to do, even right. in the prophet Ezekiel. Yep. Ezekiel 36 is going to talk about this spirit coming right. and enabling obedience. Yep. Ezekiel is enabled for obedience yep. here as he's commissioned as a prophet to speak to his rebellious yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that struck out to me too, just at, or that stuck out to me was... In this whole picture is that, um, you know, we've talked about this before. Ezekiel doesn't get to pick his ministry, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So God don't come through and say, yo, all right. What you want to do? Yeah. Hey, man, there's a, yo, you could be like <laughs> Moses, right? Yo, you could be like David. God says, Ezekiel, I've got this task mm. for you. Mm. And God's going to call him to the task, mm -hmm. and then God is going to equip him to do that task, right? Sure. So God's going to say this, yo, your fruitfulness mm. or success is going to be determined by your faithfulness to do what I've called you to do, not by the results of your obedience. And then, yo, yo like, and then it's like, I'm telling you ahead of time. They ain't going to listen. They're, They're not, not going to listen, y'all. Would you? Listen, John. Think about that. God said, yo, John, I want you to be a pastor. But ain't nobody going to ever listen to you. <laughs> You'll be like, what? Why would you want me to do that? Yeah. But yep. it's about, like you said, man, doing what God calls you to do, regardless of how it's received. Right. Yep. Right. And that's the mark of faithfulness, yep. obedience, um, faith. Even. And that's going to take a certain uh, amount of, yeah, faith mm -hmm. in God, right? So mm -hmm. God's going to call him a watchman and that word's going to come out basically what a watchman is right the the best concept that i can think of is a lookout so mm. somebody that stands out and says all right i'm aware of all of what's getting ready to, to go down mm -hmm. god's going to give me his word and then i'm actually going to look yeah and i'm responsible to tell people that are in trouble yo Trouble's on its way mm -hmm. now. A good lookout is determined by what they do, mm -hmm. not what the people that he looks mm -hmm. out for does, yeah, right? And good. so God's saying, no, you're to be a watchman. And you know, if, if you don't speak my word, mm -hmm. bro, like their blood's going to be on your hands. Yeah. Uh, but if you do speak my word, then yeah. you're good and you're straight. And so in some way, God even ties mm -hmm. his destiny and his fate 
into his role mm. in providing God's word to the community. And so we see somewhat of this like, yeah, this like interdependent relationship. Like we aren't just individuals responsible to God alone or individual faithfulness to God has communal implications or mm-hmm. obligations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And man, you'll see a bunch of weird kind of like uh, Ezekiel lay on his side for seven days. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, be, right. It's going to talk about how his tongue is stuck to the roof of his mouth and he can't speak. And one of the things it's just trying to say is that He's encountering the supernatural presence of God, mm. and when you're doing when that when that happens, uh, you're overcome by this type of powerlessness and uh, muteness. And uh, like like I said before, like God has to empower him to do what He calls him to do. Right. And I love what you said, man. The righteous and the wicked, right? Like both will have a word spoken to them. The righteous, yo, they're exhorted to continue. Right. Mm. But the wicked is like, no, they're rebuked, right, mm. in their sin. And so Ezekiel is commissioned to talk to both right. in Israel, in Judah. Um, and then four comes, we have a prophetic sign act where he's like, yo, I want you to take this brick, draw Jerusalem <laughs> on it. <laughs> and and go to work. <laughs> go to work on the brick. Right. Because this is what's going to happen to Jerusalem. Right. Prophetic sign act like we've been talking about in the prophets. Um, symbolizing what's going to happen to the people. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about laying on your side <laughs> for 390 days and just all of these like kind of weird imagery. Um, but the main point is, man, like God has been faithful to this people. Right. And these people have rebelled against him. Right. Um, he's going to talk about this 390 days and then he talks about another 40 days. Yeah. Some people will say, yo, he's echoing back to... Um, you know, when the temple was built 390 years ago. Right. And now they're doing this. It's been that long. They've been in rebellion. Right. So now God's going to mm. uh, judge. And there's so many views on it. But at the end of the day, Ezekiel is commissioned to go to Israel or to be in Judah and to give God's word. And that's the mark of faithfulness. Whether they listen or not, God's judgment is coming. But hope is coming as well. Amen. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would fill us as well. That as you filled us with your word, that you would give us uh, the courage and the conviction um, to speak it regardless of the response. Father, I pray that we wouldn't speak of our own initiative or accord, but that we would yeah, be filled with your word like Ezekiel. We would eat your word. We would digest it and it would be sweet on its uh, way down, Lord, and that we would be eager to share it in hopes that people might uh, turn from their sin and return to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.